Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Chamis. And I'm Tristan Irvin. And this is Screens and Streams. everybody and welcome to screens and streams the podcast all about the things you see on your screen and the things that you stream right you are tristan Irvin. and speaking of streaming a little <laughs> peek behind the curtain we were meant to live stream this episode until everything fell apart right at the last second as it is, you know, known to do. But uh, I do, I do, um, I've discussed it with Tristan. I, I think that's uh, some future plans for this program. We figure uh, something called screens and streams, you ought to be able to stream and see on your screen. So, um, yes, you get to see our lovely faces. You get to see our lovely faces. You get to take a peek behind the uh, the curtain of screens and streams. Um, and yeah. then you'll get a little bit of us setting up and cursing, and then a little bit of yeah, us tearing exactly. down and cursing. Cold, cold open, <laughs> cold open, and angry close. Um, anyway, uh, all that being said, this is your standard fare screens and streams episode. This is episode twenty-four. Woo! All right, two years in, more than two years technically, but by episodes, two yes. years in. Yes. If we were doing it monthly. <laughs> if we were doing it monthly. Actually, yeah. monthly, yes. Yeah. Probably closer to three years at this point or more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't so, know. How long have you been at your current place of work, Joe? Oh. Let's move. Let's change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so. Screens and Streams episode 24 will feature, uh, as most episodes do, I think, a show we have covered in the past, revisiting, Mm -hmm. and a new show. So uh, we will be talking about one of our favorites, Atypical. This is season three. Good. And a little later on in the program, we will be covering The Mandalorian, our first Disney Plus program. Um, Hey, it's a new streaming service, so we got to pick something. We got to do it. Um. But let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with a typical. This was a great season. Yes, this was a great yes. season. Yes. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of team Izzy versus team. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that dynamic really sort of yes picked up a quite a, quite a bit in this season. I feel like there were few love triangles in this season you'll have to forgive me because it's yeah. definitely been several months since i watched this no no i got it i i don't remember all of the names <laughs> myself but i do know that doug and elsa uh were sort of navigating the rough waters of their potential sure. separation right and then yes. there was i forget her name we'll have to like find it but you know his friend from like the first responders group or whatever right um who there yes, was something yes. going on there that sort of was bubbling maybe, to the surface maybe throughout was, the series yeah and um and yeah uh and then there's zaheed and his new girlfriend right rubbed everybody the wrong way yes Um, she was kind of an asshole yeah which we sort of learned gradually and then not so gradually (laughs) um yeah yeah um yeah i mean it was it was a fun season it it was mm -hmm. it was really good um i think you know it continued um that real kind of like uh abc style sitcom but next level 
which you know I what? feel like we bring we bring up yeah, almost every time. But it's so true of this show. Yeah. And like it's honestly when you said that you really hit the nail on the head. This is something in particular that I sort of I mean we've been noticing it yeah. all along, but it's something that really shined through this season. To me, the kind of character that Paige is and the kind of character that Zahid is are the characters that would be on your typical standard fair yes. BC sitcom. Yep. Very one note, very comic relief, very catchphrasy. Yep. And they have that sort of effect within the bounds of atypical and what it is, but there's more depth to them than there would there's be the on, yeah. on that other onion layers. Yeah, on, on on you know, your typical like if it was like a big bang theory type of show, you know, yeah. it's just like this is the archetype, this is that character, and that's all they're sort of known for, you know. Zahid is obviously there to like, you know, it, it, it's always there's always laughs when he's on screen or even yeah. when Paige is on he's, screen. Yeah. And but, you know, there's the whole him sort of navigating nursing school and almost losing that sort of you know yeah that that drive because he's losing who he is with this new girl mm -hmm. and sam sort of sees that from the outset and yeah there's like uh and, and i feel like sam just grew up like rapidly in this season too yeah like the i jump mean into college jumps yeah for sure that jump yeah yeah and then i think you know you're right. Yeah, he definitely grew up, right? There was that whole, like, self-advocacy bit to it, too, right? right? Like, he was definitely trying to, uh, you know, move away from yeah. from uh, his mother kind of doing yeah. everything for him right. and, 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 and pushing that way. But, yeah, no, I mean, you're right in that um, the characters definitely have more depth and there's definitely more opportunity to explore. Mm-hmm um you know uh those one note characters right, those archetypes right. like you were saying before and that's definitely one of the reasons that make this show so great yeah um without question yeah and i think too like there's certain levels even in like the teenage relationships that i don't know if they would have really have gone <clears throat> that far yeah especially on the uh Izzy side of things. That's the thing, right? It's just it's, like... It's hard to tell. I don't want to use the word edginess. <laughs> yeah. But there is that little bit of an edge to it that you wouldn't see on your typical network sitcom. Um, and I think, too, it's giving it the time to explore those topics, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think a lot of network sitcoms are kind of constrained by mm -hmm. the, you know, the 22-minute 22 22 format. And, you know, they also have to kind of keep advertisers happy in mm -hmm. their storylines mm -hmm. and stuff right because they're they're ultimately trying to sell ad time yeah versus you know netflix is trying to sell subscriptions so they're trying to sell interesting stories yeah um so there's there's kind of a little bit of a different there and i mean it's not that you can't tell good stories on network television certainly you can i mm -hmm. think like good place is definitely a good example of that oh my gosh season finale was this this week yeah which i haven't watched it yet so. i haven't watched Sports. a single episode of that season no it's okay yeah it's... i'm waiting i was waiting for it to come and i i'm yeah, now so, i'm yeah. sort of regretting it because i was scrolling my news feed this morning and i'm just like that's a spoiler that's a spoiler <laughs> i need to avert my eyes right away um but yeah but yeah no and i, I think that's one of the kind of the benefits of, of netflix is you get the that kind of extra character mm -hmm. depth and extra storyline depth mm -hmm. too right like the just time yeah. to um 
uh, get yeah. that depth. At time, it's a big one, especially like I mean, it was like the, that that twenty two minute constraint is no joke. That you know, like, and it's not to say that like these are for atypical. These are long, drawn out forty five, sixty no, minute episodes. They just have that little extra breathing room to go a thirty minute, to go a twenty six minute, even, and and just sort of, you know, and pack everything in that needs to be packed in. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was great overall. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of I mean like there's a there's a lot of things towards the end of the season that I really liked, mm-hmm. and this is sort of that testament to Sam rapidly growing up. Yes. So we got um, for all intents and purposes the almost the perfect ending um, for the characters to the almost perfect yeah to, for for this season. Um, so you know jumping way ahead to the towards the end of the season the resolution between sort of doug and elsa um her sort of calling for a separation in the middle of the 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 season yes that sort of rocked things in that relationship a little bit because you know she couldn't i mean they laid the groundwork for it they laid the groundwork for absolutely and she but she couldn't stand right going right and she couldn't sort of stand the distance that he was still you know putting between the two of them Mm -hmm. um and we've talked about this before where um, Elsa, from the outset, way back in season one, because of what she did, the whole cheating thing to start yeah. this, our first impression of the character is just like, oh, no, no, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, you know, like, you, you know, it's like, don't, you know, you yeah. start to see, like, you start to see her daughter push her away and you start yep. to see Doug push her away and you're just like, hey, you're getting what you deserve. And then... Yeah, I mean, you don't come away with you a don't great impression away, right. of her. No, and then as seasons, as she's working for that sort of validation and forgiveness and love from her from her family, particularly from Doug, and then a little bit from Sam and and um, God, what's the daughter's name? <laughs> <laughs> particularly from the rest of the family, I'll say. Yep. As she's working for that forgiveness. Um, she Casey Casey Jesus uh she gets she starts to get that forgiveness a little bit little by little from the audience mm-hmm. and I found myself and I think I've said this about Elsa's character probably the last time we covered this and for yeah. season two where I found I find myself sort of like flip-flopping early on on my feelings on her and then sort of rooting for her and rooting for the relationship to succeed as the series goes on I'm just like yeah, yeah you know I hope that I hope that this pans out for them and it's not without its reservations, you know, like there's the whole thing where Doug goes away to the conference and, you know, we're sort yeah. of like, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, that, you know, this is almost from goes the, south, almost goes south because his friend, the first responders group kisses him. We don't know if that's going to come back later. There's a good chance that it might. Oh, probably. But inevitably, <laughs> he sort of has the realization that like this is a thing when Elsa's pulling out of her driveway to go to the conference and see him. I'm just like, like, she's going to either pass Doug on the street and like, they're going to like pass each other, you know, one going one way, one going the other way, or they're going to bump into each other. And then they literally bump <laughs> into each other. <laughs> um, and um, I just thought that was like a sweet moment. I was just like, that's a good way to sort of end that off. Uh, with like that resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole like uh, Casey, is he, uh, love triangle thing. oh yeah that was that didn't exactly 
end well for Evan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, it did not. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot. Yeah, again, that like, like like we said from like the the jump, of it, there was a lot of sort of back and forth. And, and it's kind of funny because, you know, listening to, to to you describe some of these events, you know, it almost feels kind of soapy, which, yeah, which, yeah. you know, when you think about it, it's like, it, you know, in, in some of the, the, you know, taking a step back mm-hmm. and looking at some of the storylines, it's like, oh, it really kind of is. But mm-hmm. they do such a j- good job, I think, of portraying the realism mm-hmm. of those storylines that, yeah. You know, you don't even really notice it until you take yeah. a step back, and 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 then it sort of goes back to the whole we liken this to an ABC sitcom, right? Thing. Yeah, it's got because that. they have those elements, yeah. but it's almost more like the sort of high school drama. Like I think of like a Degrassi type of thing, after school special yeah, style. Right. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. sort of the vibe I get from that whole yes you're right line. Yeah, right there but yeah there's just like they have this way of sort of parlaying it into like this this is a real representation of a relationship this girl's struggling with her sexuality obviously yeah she doesn't want to hurt anyone in the process um but you know it, it sort of works out where you know evan you know decides that after chickening out the first time like no i, I want to do this first responders thing and sort of yep. you know gets into the relationship with doug which is good um but like i was saying about sam holy hell like running after zahid to like find him oh yeah i made a promise i that i wouldn't let him screw up nursing school and they go there and here's the first thing that happened they're going there to break up zahid's wedding because he's like i'm gonna marry this girl who's you know basically sucking out my personality (laughs) yeah everything that makes zahid zahid she's sort of taking away from him um and when they got there to the the casino and um and they realized like oh she was there and she'd reconnected with an old boyfriend and already dumped Zahid. Yeah. I was just like, Well, that's a bit of a cop out. And then they somehow like I was Pull like looking like how much I'm like, how much is left time is left in this episode? And then there was still enough conflict there and then obviously other storylines to get to to sort of resolve that that it's sort of like made it looks like this is this is the right way to do it yeah like, you know um because he was still resistant you know he's just like no no he's like you know i appreciate what you're trying to do but i i unhomied you yeah so <laughs> well and i think too like um it was a little subversion of our expectations yeah. right like we were yeah. expecting him to kind of like um sam to go in there and like you know stop what <laughs> yeah do like football tackle style some dramatic <laughs> yeah some dramatic thing you know and, and, and like <laughs> which kind of did happen but in a different way <laughs> yes the yes uh standing in front of the proverbial baseballs yeah. i and i love the callback too because that was like and there's little there's those little flashback moments that Sam's having about his friendship with Zahid throughout, yeah. like peppered throughout, like especially those last couple episodes. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, that's cool. And then there's the flashback to them, you know, standing in front of the, uh, you know, putting on like the big puffy coat and standing in front of the, the baseball, yeah. the baseball shooters, I guess. Um, yeah. And then he takes the, he takes the bullet for him. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, he's like, I made a promise to you. I don't care if we're on homie and stuff like that. And you're seeing a lot of this maturity in, in Sam who started out this series yeah. um, 
kind of wanting and valuing his solidarity a lot more mm-hmm. because of you know his his I guess position on the spectrum yeah um and sort of being like no I'm, I'm, it's better off if I don't interact with people it's better and then you see him sort of expand his horizons not just with Zahid but with Paige right the thing that absolutely um floored me was uh she's like someone bought that boat that I would that canoe that I was like part of my you know like my shame yeah and <laughs> and um her her shopping shame her shopping shame and and meanwhile it was Sam through this fake Instagram account I'm just like like he was like orchestrating this oh, yeah. this whole plan the entire time and it's like Sam using the sort of you know like we don't know where on the spectrum he is or what kind of right. you know but you know that sort of I guess um almost stereotypical savant syndrome that you associate with a lot of intelligent, uh, you know, or functioning, um, I guess, autistic uh, yes. people or people on the spectrum, um, which, you know, is used as a ploy in all, all sorts of other <laughs> network television <laughs> yes. shows. Um, but um, but you start, you're sort of just like Sam is using his genius to sort of orchestrate the good feels everywhere <laughs> towards the end of that that series and i think like it was such a like it was really a feel-good mm-hmm. sort of ending yeah. for especially for that little group with sam zaheed and, and Paige, and i love that casey tagged along with them and yeah it was great yeah i mean yeah and the, the thing with that though is kind of like occurring to me too is like you have to kind of be careful in in that you know it could go too far right like you can't control everything so Maybe that's kind of what's coming up in the next season as right. he continues to – if he continues to do that, it's it's going to burn him. Yeah, that's the thing because at the end of the day, Sam is still – you know, mm-hmm. he, he still has this sort of, I guess, quote-unquote fragility yep. that he has to sort of – find his way out of yeah um and you know you can't make everyone happy he either. can't make everyone happy yeah which is yeah it's something that he might have to like learn uh along the way but um it's it's cool because it, it you know like this was sort of what i would say as would be a satisfying ending to this series as a whole mm-hmm. but there's still plenty of room to go I think with these characters, if they want to do another season, I don't know. I haven't even looked to see if there's any sort of confirmation of it coming back or not, but, um, but I'd I'd be interested to see where it goes if it does continue. Um, because yeah, like I said, you know, like there's the whole, like, you know, Doug and Elsa reunited, but he still kissed that friend, you know, you know, Evan sort of accepted that, you know, Izzy and, and, uh, Casey are a thing. It is renewed for the fourth season. Yeah. Oh, is it renewed? There you go. So, like, Evan accepted Izzy and Casey are a thing, but and they just, there's no way that he can't still harbor those feelings, you know? It, there's all sorts of different places they can still go with this. Um, so, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear it was renewed because I think there's plenty that can still be done. Uh, yeah, the uh, they, they literally just announced it yesterday. <laughs> oh, there you go. We're right on time. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, no, it, it'll be definitely interesting in the, the next season to see kind of where it goes mm-hmm. from from here. Because you're right, they did kind of wrap up, I think, a lot of... Yeah, the, they, they the, tied it up with a little bow at the, the end, I think. The yeah. kind of ongoing storylines. Right. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what groundwork they lay for moving forward. 
Right. Oh, gosh. I just... <laughs> so I just realized the title of the last episode, because they're trying to go find Zaid, yeah. is Searching for Brown Sugar Man, <laughs> which is a play on the documentary called Searching for Sugar Man, which is about finding a musician that w- was thought to like have died and it's I, I don't know. it's hilarious i don't know i just that was just i i found that funny <laughs> searching for brown sugar man okay yeah he has a, a plethora of nicknames that he refers to himself with. <laughs> um i'm i'm also interested to sort of see i mean like the, the whole great the, the beauty of this show is it's like it's the whole character development of you know like we said, these characters that maybe wouldn't be typically developed quite as much on a typical network sitcom. Um, so, you know, yeah. uh, is Zahid actually following through with nursing school? You should should kind of provide like a an interesting right dynamic going forward. Yes, and and Sam sort of getting involved with the group of the other autistic kids in his college. Yeah, yeah. We didn't that. really touch on that, but like I think you know because he was with that. Um, made friends with that other girl in his drawing class and she right. sort of tagged along on some of the misadventures towards the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some places to go. It'll be uh, good. Yeah, it'll be good. And with that, I don't know if you have anything else to say on Atypical. Nope. All right. Let's Star Wars it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, this, okay. One of the things that I saw as I was flipping through i guess imdb earlier yeah to sort of you know get prepped for our our chat was um one of the reviews i didn't read the review itself i was just kind of scrolling through but the title said um they finally got the vibe right <laughs> <laughs> and something about that i was just like yeah the space cowboy yeah space cowboy like, vibe it's a, good, it's a good vibe because there's a simplicity to this show there is there really is that is i feel not quite as present in some of maybe the newer star wars films yeah and 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 it's yeah you're right it's a simplicity it's a it's a almost a you know i felt like i was watching a show and it was doing a thing that i hadn't really seen too many streaming based shows do it was doing a you know almost non-serialized yeah um kind of week-to-week style yeah it wasn't there was there was a through line of course there was a through line but but... every every episode had a beginning Mm -hmm. and end and conclusion there was a problem of the week i guess is 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 the best way to describe it especially those early episodes where it's like i'm a i'm a bounty hunter i'm in this guild and what's the mission let's go do the mission okay and it's just yeah um and then obviously yeah there's a through line the the through line you know being the child basically um but not baby yoda but not baby yoda (laughs) it's known as the child um i'm just gonna call it not baby yoda yeah not (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it was and it was just like I, I don't know, like, I got, I I sort of forgot that I was watching a Star Wars thing every now and then. Not, not like, you know, like, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. you're looking at, you know, this is all part of the Star Wars lore. There's Mandalorians, and there's bounty hunters, and, you know, the Jawas are there, and the, you know, yeah. Tusken Raiders and are the there. Look, and the look is very and Star Wars. And the look Wars, is very like Star Wars. But there were, like, a moment to moment, I was just like, 
yeah, this this cool robot looking dude is gonna go do some stuff. <laughs> obviously, he's not a robot. This cool dude with the crazy, crazy futuristic armor. armor is going to you know do some stuff. Um, and um, but yeah, like it was, it it was just, it was to me it was like super super digestible Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think you know it was kind of built with the thought that you know of who would be watching it yeah. too right like it, i think it's very built you know as a family mm-hmm. show yeah right? it's really made, you know um for kind of like parents to watch with their kids yeah. and 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 it really has that element right mm-hmm. um and i think that and that style that kind of week-to-week style lends itself to that right because <laughs> you're not necessarily yeah. going to be especially families aren't going to be watching mm-hmm. binge watching like right. five shows till 3 a.m of course they, they're very much going to be like oh let's watch one or two episodes and then yeah. you know continue on with our evening or yeah. day or whatever yeah. afternoon um and so i think that's why it was very kind of stylized mm-hmm. and, and built that way yeah and and that's um almost it, has that saturday morning cartoon vibe yeah absolutely yeah. right yeah um yeah oh yeah it was um it was good it was like uh you know it is one of the things uh one of the first recommendations that i got when i was just like you know it's i'm thinking of doing the disney plus thing it's just like you gotta check out mandalorian and um and i mean it was very much kind of like the launch title yeah for it was pushed front and center for sure yeah it was kind of like hey we've got this live action star wars series and Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be awesome then subscribe to disney plus (laughs) subscribe to disney plus and then half their subscriptions dropped at the end of january (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know that actually oh boy um i wouldn't be surprised i heard like i guess um um what's what's the word i'm looking for um here's hearsay wise right uh it was um a lot of people are like, "Yeah, Mandalorian's over. I'm unsubscribing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out." Yeah, um, but uh, pretty sure there's a second season already confirmed. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of people resubscribe for it. But, yeah, you know, they were there for the Mandalorian, and then they they yeah, got out, and right? then they got out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's just like to go on a slight tangent. Disney Plus is sort of it's one of those things where it wasn't a it wasn't like a content treasure trove when it launched. Now per se. And I think what they're trying to do to sort of like win over, uh, I guess, subscriptions and keep people subscribed is speaking of Saturday morning cartoons, just digging back into the vault and just oh, like, yes. it's like, hey, you want to watch every, every episode of Recess? It's all <laughs> it's here. here. It's just like, you know what? I might actually want to go check that out. Or Gargoyles, like Gargoyles yeah, is incredible. Just... So, you know, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're start, starting to build up their stockpile. Yep. Kim Possible, I saw Kim Possible, there you yeah. go. Yeah, it's all those old cartoons. But um, but something like The Mandalorian is, you know, like the, the re- a lot of what we cover when we're covering Netflix stuff is Netflix's originals because yeah. Netflix's originals and Amazon Prime originals are, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to see because they're doing stuff, you know, like very much we sort of discussed this when, when talking about Atypical. They're doing things just a little bit differently than some of the network television, you know. Yeah, they have a different level of, yeah. of freedom and, and depth exactly. and ability, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's sort of what we're, we're here for and like... Like, you know, 
Mandalorian, like you said, sort of their big flagship. Hey, check out yeah. this new original thing from Disney Plus. Um, and you know, John Favreau's at the helm, and he's done a you know he, he's got a good track record. He's done a great job with stuff. There were some Marvel names. And, yeah. There were some names popping up in the credits that I was just oh, like, yeah. oh damn! It's like so. Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi develop um de- directed sorry developed directed is what I meant to say. Yep. Taika Waititi directed uh that final episode. Mm-hmm. I think he was a voice in one of them. Did you rec? Here's here's something I need to run by you. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I mentioned when we were first talking about the Mandalorian, my fondness for the fact that Bill Burr shows up. Yes. Because what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> um, he was so good. He was. I. I. It's just like I. I. I know that him and Favreau talked about the show, and I think Favreau was just like, I got a. I got a way for you to be in this show. Yeah. And they kind of built the perfect character around. They really did. Bill Burr. And it was, <laughs> it really it was so. It was just so perfect. <laughs> And he did a great job, and um, uh, but on that sort of band of mis- misfits, there was a droid, Zero. Yep. Did you recognize his voice? I feel like I might have at the time, but I've misplaced did it Did you, perchance, watch the original IT crowd? I did. Richard Iodi, aka Moss, oh. was the voice of Zero. <laughs> I was just, I'm heard his voice. I'm just like, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, I looked it great. up. I'm like, oh wow, that's excellent. There's and there's so many little oh, little great. nods and nuggets throughout the series like that, which I thought was was also pretty great. Um, I think there was a few that I don't even know about. I think there was a few cameos, and you know, they did this in the later Star mm-hmm. Wars films too, mm-hmm. of just voices. You know, someone in, you know, uh, one like a trooper who you never see their face, but like, you know, you'll hear a voice and just be like, gosh, who is that? I know I recognize that voice. So there was all those little nods, sort of those like fun little Easter eggs peppered throughout the the series. And as much as I say moment to moment, I, I, you know, there was like maybe less of a Star Wars vibe. They like Favreau was super respectful to the source material. Oh yes, in a way that was simultaneously respectful to the source material and a little fan servicey. It was just kind of right in the middle, and it was perfect because you know we saw Jawas and we saw Tusken Raiders, and you know they did their thing that they do, mm-hmm. and we saw you know Twi'leks show up and like you, you, you saw stormtroopers, you saw stormtroopers. <laughs> Um, tie fighters. Tie fight. Funny thing about the stormtroopers. This is a another a thing I heard on another podcast. They didn't have, I guess, enough. I don't know if it was enough extras or enough actors or it was like a last minute budget thing. But they didn't have enough people to do. I guess I'm assuming, for, especially for that last episode. Yeah, because a, a huge brigade brigade of stormtroopers. There is a group of hardcore Star Wars fans called i don't know if they're called the 55 brigade or the 505 brigade but it's a bunch of dudes with like stormtrooper stuff (laughs) who dress up as stormtroopers and do their thing and they're just like let's hire those guys and so they hired this group of like super fans and who have you know stormtrooper stuff to be (laughs) stormtroopers on the show which I, i i also thought was pretty awesome that's cool um yeah um especially like that style of stormtrooper uh, yeah because you know that's because that's something i think you know was really cool uh this series you know they were really kind of exploring a time in the star wars universe 
that we hadn't really seen before. Yeah. Like it's that kind of time after the yeah. empire has fallen. And um, so like to find people with those stormtrooper uniforms, exactly. especially the old style, because I mean, there's the clone mm-hmm. style, which is, um, and then there's the, the, the new movie, I guess the first order style, <laughs> the right? first order style. Yeah. yeah. And to kind of find that kind of older style of, of uniforms would definitely be harder Mm -hmm. but yeah no i i i enjoyed that those yeah that element and all the little nods and the time period too Mm -hmm. was was really cool i thought that they did a good job of kind of establishing that yeah right off the bat because you know that that was kind of i think uh, an early question it's when, the first thing people are gonna it's like yeah. okay this is a star wars thing there's obviously we Wh- see where in the timeline we're seeing we're seeing you know whatever yoda species is we're seeing the child version of that yeah. where the hell in the timeline is this yeah um and um and they did a good job of not only i think establishing that right off but kind of reminding us throughout the series that it's like okay the empire's fallen mm-hmm. you know the the new republic's in charge yeah. for the moment <laughs> yeah before it gets blown up uh, <laughs> um and uh uh and, and yeah kind of establishing that mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis yeah yeah and and i think too um kind of skipping a little bit of a head um i think they did a good job of kind of um laying the groundwork for the next seasons yeah um, absolutely i think the kind of the introduction of um uh moff and and yep. and uh um the actor moff, who plays him moff gideon yeah moff gideon yep and, yeah again another you know cameo it's yeah. where it's uh we used gus fring in breaking bad for god's sakes it's just like you know just mm-hmm. like oh it's like okay i recognize you um so i'm not sure um so because I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I have... Tristan, you don't say <laughs> And I have a little background of Star Wars Universe, not like, I haven't watched by any means, I, I like, think, all the animated no, series. But I think you're a bit more steeped in it than I am, because, yeah. like, you mentioned the timeline stuff, and I was just like, I, I sort of knew where we were, but I'm just like, it feels a little ambiguous, I don't know, but I, it's because I, I don't have the same grasp I mean, it, of it, the it is a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously after the... Um, third episode three or no yeah. not episode three episode six, six yeah six. technically yeah it's it's after episode six um uh, and probably like maybe like three to four years right, right after right. um because obviously there's still stormtroopers there's still yeah heavy heavy remnants of the empire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you know they're they're still very established in certain areas yeah um but they haven't you know turned into the first order yet either right but anyways um so like you were saying because you have a little bit of a grasp yes um i think uh you have a theory i guess for where this might be going well i i was gonna actually mention more of the reveal at the very end okay where moth escapes from the tie fighter yes and he uses something to get out. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of half recognized it, and so went down a Google hole. Okay, because uh, it's not quite a lightsaber. No, it's a dark saber. Okay, and 
so it actually goes back to i think the clone wars Mm -hmm. series and apparently it was the lightsaber of one of the first mandalorian jedi Ooh, the yes. plot thickens. Yes. Okay. And it has cool. quite a, a storied history of, you know, it's how it's moved from owner to owner and right. all this kind of stuff. And it was on Mandalore for a bit. Okay. Um, until, obviously, after the Empire Purge or whatever. Oh, shit. That gets me real excited yeah. for what's coming next. And I guess Moth was there, uh, as was established. Yeah. So he took it. Um, and so... <laughs> He's in possession of it now, and the um, question is, how will it get back mm-hmm. into the hands of the Mandalorians? Wow. Cool. Yeah, so I think there's definitely some setup there for conflict between, uh, the continuing conflict between him and uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, series. yeah. I sort of... It, I mean, that was semi-established. Already. Right, right. You kind of just like, like I saw. But that's going to be part of it, right? The I saw the ship. You, you see that? Yeah, you see the Tie Fighter crash. I'm just like, okay, so he's probably still alive <laughs> <laughs> because there needs to be a big bad. There needs to, you know, like someone's got to chase the Mandalorian through space and time and time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, just space. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, there's certainly places to go. Um, you know, he was told by the armorer to sort of like, you know, you either wait till this child is of age or you bring it back to where it came from. Yep. And uh, so yeah, we get we, basically we it's your more... problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. not my problem. Yeah, no, was, she can do fine for herself, as we saw in that. Oh, that, yeah. That one last little like after like they sort of like left the armor and um, a bunch of stormtroopers show up. And she beats the ever living crap out of them with like those hammers. Yeah. Like, well, okay. She she'll be she'll be okay. She'll be like. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I literally I think said out loud. I'm just like I think she'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, you know another thing I kind of enjoyed about this series is we got you know a lot more background on the Mandalorians. Yeah. And this is super cool. And um you know and and stuff that hadn't necessarily been established before or mm-hmm. even if it was it was more in the animated series so it wasn't ne- right necessarily like well known right so i think that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um i think the whole like uh species versus creed thing really yeah. kind of clarified yeah which things. was cool yeah it's very and they were very intentional about it too yes. you can tell yeah. just like like it wasn't like one character is explaining this to another it was just like hey everybody just so you know no. <laughs> this is how it is yeah um yeah, uh, and then obviously there's, you know, uh, I mean, the Mandalorian, he has his connection to the child, and you sort of see why, I guess, he's got a soft spot because he was a foundling. Yeah. You know, his he, it's part of his creed to protect the foundlings. He talks to the armor for the first time when, when he gives her the Beskar steel, you know, make sure there's enough left over for the foundlings. Oh, okay. You know, um, he likes kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's good with kids. Yes. Um, so, you know, and you sort of see that connection develop. And it's not, it, it, it's, it's sort of. And I think it's something of Mandalorian culture too, right? Yeah. Like you don't kill children. No, exactly. Right. You avoid it, and and I think through, and this is something interesting too that I don't know if we really got an answer to, is whether or not part of the kind of Mandalorian thing is you know they avoid killing as much as possible because yeah I mean, for all kind of the the skills and the abilities mm-hmm. of that we saw yeah 
um, in this series, there wasn't a lot of death. Some, no, there was. Some. I think early on he had that, that vaporizing gun that he was kind of taken to people. But, you know, yeah. a lot of it is, mm-hmm. yeah, he was defending himself. I think the big surprise and sort of I think maybe what is a testament to exactly what you're saying is um, episode six, the when he sort of goes on that smuggler's run. Yeah. And, um, you know. And you thought they were all you toast. You thought they were all toast. But meanwhile, he just left them, you know, uh, in the cell. Um meaning they may very well might be toast later on or they might come back. You never know. Um, that but, whole thing, by the way, one real quick thing, when he was sort of hunting them down one by one, yeah. that played out to me like a serial killer movie. It was oh, just yeah. like, and especially that last one when he goes after uh, Bill Burr's character, mm-hmm. uh, where there's sort of like the lights are flickering and there's like a strobe thing. You just sort of see the Mandalorian approaching slowly from the back and then just, no. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. That was almost horror film. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a little horror film. Like, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So here's my question in that. Yeah. Um, we almost pretty clearly see the devil looking guy get smushed by doors. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how he survived that. Yeah. I guess he just got stuck in there or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we assume that he had his head cut off by the first set of doors. And then, you know, you see that he's sort of like strong arming his way out of the, the doors. So, you know, it, we can assume that he's... Uh, He's built tough, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then I, I think when we go back and we see Kara on um, that sort of like I guess abandoned sort of village planet later on, mm-hmm. she's fighting one of those guys in the bar or some someone who looks like a species of those guys. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think we're to assume that whatever that race is, they uh, pretty They're thick tough. skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had like a, a Drax the Destroyer vibe from from those guys. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just it was great, and the music was fantastic. Like if we, you know, we talk about style wise, like the music, the theme music was awesome. The, the sort of like music throughout. Yeah, and I really, really like the sort of comic booky credit end credit thing that yes. they were doing. That was also oh yes, cool. that Good I'm book. I'm almost positive that was the concept art. Oh yeah, it could it very well yeah, could be yeah. like there were certain things of it too. Um. Uh, that I thought was kind of cool, mm-hmm. uh, which made, led me to believe that it was the concept art, was the um, was kind of the look and feel of the characters. Yeah. And some of them, like even the faces and things, some of them you could tell they had casted before. Yeah. And some of them they had casted after. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, specifically, I think, um, in the episode where he go, where they go after the other, um, or with the, where he goes with the other bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, Tatooine, right? Um, and they, uh, I guess the the ship uh, or the dock lady mm-hmm. manager lady, and uh, they were showing some of the the art after after that episode, and uh, yeah, looked uh, significantly different than, than the actor. A little bit, yeah, I guess so. I don't, but, I don't know if I noticed that, but but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was really cool because you know it gives you little insights like that. Yeah, and, and kind of see. Okay, here's the original look they were going for, and and you know here's what they thought this would look like, um, and, and here's what it ended up looking like, and and that kind of thing. So yeah, that that uh, that was definitely cool for sure. Those yeah, end credits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, Bike Scout Trooper Number Two, 
is uh, again just kind of throwing in like that random like i recognize that voice so i don't know one of them was uh adam pally who you might recognize as max from happy endings which we covered <laughs> relatively recently <laughs> so it's just one of those That's things awesome. where like you know um but yeah i mean like i didn't even realize some of this stuff like warner herzog was the client um, of course, Carl Weathers is grief card. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, it's like there's little just like, oh, well, OK, I recognize these people. Um, yeah, Carl Weathers. That was that, that was, was funny. A, that was that fun. Was, that, that was fun was to great. see him. I was like, like oh, crap, oh, it's hey. Carl Weathers. Um, so me with my sort of limited, uh, more limited knowledge of the Star Wars universe, um, got a little bit of a uh, I had a little bit of a moment of excitement in that first episode when the IG unit shows up because I'm just like. Ooh, I remember fighting IG-88 in the Nintendo 64 Star <laughs> Wars game way back in the day. And um, and even that becomes a little bit of a through line. Like, you know, there's that whole thing where it's like, okay, this is very much, uh, it seems, it plays out like a story of the week type thing. Mm-hmm. But um, we get a sense of not just Mandalorian's love uh in of children throughout the series but also his hate white hot hatred of droids which sort of has a nice little resolution towards the end with the ig unit yeah. i really like the exchange between the two of them where he's just like he's like no living thing has seen my face since i was a child he's like i am not, not a, a living driver. thing i'm just like yeah he's got a point um yeah yeah that was, that was pretty awesome so you know there we're seeing like some character evolution uh you know, yeah. even in this story of the week format and and getting a, a sense of sort of where everyone's going. And I like that uh, they built up this little gallery of folks to like, uh, you know, accompany them. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Grief Karga and I want to see more of, you know, um, I think uh, Kara. Like I want to yeah. see them, oh, kind yes. of, you know, yeah. um, I'm really, really sad that Quill uh, <laughs> died at the, the end. Oh, man. Um, died protecting the child because you know he was just like I I'm in service to no one but myself. I paid my dues already. It's like oh man, because like I w- I really wanted him to like join the group. Yes, and have like the you know the manly. We see the man learning at the end, kind of going off. It's just him and the child. I can only assume we're gonna see some of these other folks pop up again later. Yeah, they're on. established. They'll come. Yeah, they'll show up again. Yeah, I mean, even in they showed up again in the same season too, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like he went, and he went back to find Kara, which yeah. was, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and I was sort of not expecting the the turncoat thing from Grief Karga either. So that was that was kind of nice that he came around and was just like, nah, I, I'm on your side. Let's not kill this child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of going back a little bit. Uh, speaking of that uh scene of uh, the removal of the mandalorian's helmet mm-hmm. how did you feel about that that reveal mm, i i didn't have a problem with it per se but i know that pedro pascal is like I don't want to speak out of turn, okay. so I'm going to let you <laughs> tell me why or what you think about that reveal. Um, part of me was excited. Okay. Um, because, you know, obviously it's a, it's a thing. It's like, what does the Mandalorian look like? Yeah. And I knew who Pedro Pascal, or I knew who he was. Yeah. Um, but I, 
at some point hadn't put together that mental connection yet because obviously he's you know been in some other series that i've watched like narcos that kind of thing yeah and i hadn't put that together right. so you know I'm, it was still a mystery to me mm-hmm. what was under that helmet right and so you know obviously i was like ooh, like what does he look like underneath and yeah. and you know um that kind of thing but then part of me was also slightly disappointed because I liked the mystery of not knowing yeah. what he looked like. So, and, yeah, and, I get and, it. And that mystery. And I'm like, if they had maintained that the entire series, I would have been happy. It would be cool. So I mentioned this off mic before we started. Yeah. What it sort of reminded me of and what it would have, I guess, continued to remind me of if they hadn't um, removed the helmet was the re redo reboot of the Judge Dredd film Dredd, right, which yeah. came out probably in the last few years, and it was Carl Urban, and like we were discussing this off mic. If you're a movie star, you want to get your FaceTime, mm-hmm. you want to get your screen time, be like, look at me, I'm a movie star. Carl Urban did not remove his helmet the entire time, but there was no, there was no like storyline around like i can't remove my helmet because of x or y it was just like no he's just like no i'm dread this is what i look like here's my helmet let's go kill things (laughs) and and it was it you know and it's just like and i thought that was such a badass move as an actor i'm not gonna go ahead like start you know talking all sorts of crap and saying i'm sure pedro pascal wanted his screen time because we don't know that no no no, no, no. you know it was i think it was most likely written this way with the intent of the reveal being sort of a moment, which it was, yes. I think, with the IG yes. unit, because you know he's got this long-standing hate of droids, and meanwhile a droid is helping him, mm-hmm. and still no living thing has technically seen his face since he was a child. So I think they sort of played that to be like, oh, here's a cool thing we can do. Right. But uh, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, it it would have been cool to just be like, no, that that's what you see is what you get, and or yeah. or even if they had cut away at that point or something. Oh right? yeah, that would have. Oh, that would have angered some people. Oh, I sure would have pissed them <laughs> off. But I would have been like, yes, that been cool. Yeah, been cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not overly disappointed. No, no, me neither. I think it's cool, and um, I put the mental connection. Uh, um, mental connection together right. of who the actor was. Mm-hmm. So. But and then I went, oh, that's some great casting. Yeah, they did a great job. But I think you know the fact that they've also they also kind of waited that long, mm-hmm. and to play that role kind of shows how good of an actor he is, right? Yeah. Because you know you're losing almost a, um, a, a key um, expression, like mm-hmm. or, or um, a key factor yeah. in in the acting, right? He's, facial expression yeah so you know you kind of lose that you have to do all your expressions through your voice and yeah it, it can definitely it's definitely a different style a modulated sure. voice by the way like it's yeah like you're not, you know it's, you're hearing his voice through the helmet you know through whatever like it's just but they made it work and mm-hmm. it, it worked well um yeah yeah it's great really enjoyed that series looking forward to season two me too um yeah that's that's mando <laughs> Um, grab bag. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first oh, because geez. I okay. Well, I can certainly go first if you want, Tristan. But here's the thing: I finished watching The Mandalorian this morning. Oh, because <laughs> I've have had a little bit of a, a time constraint with a few things over the last little while, so I've just sort of been um focusing on the series that we were meant to yes. cover for this yeah, particular that's fair. show. That's fair. Um. 
I did, I will sort of throw this out there. Um, I think in the past, whenever I've been stuck on these, I've been like, here's something I'm looking forward to. Right. Um, my wife has been uh, catching up on Mrs. Maisel. Yes. So she blitzed through the first couple seasons. I think she's almost done season mm-hmm. two now. So I've kind of been checking in back on that here and there, and which is good because I haven't started the third one yet. So I'm getting a bit of a, a recap by yes. proxy. And third season came out relatively recently. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if you've seen anything from it yet. It's very good. Okay, there you go. Very good. So um, that's something, obviously, we'll cover uh, down the line relatively soon, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, taking a little look at uh, at Mrs. Maisel. Uh, You know, BoJack, we discussed doing BoJack for this episode, and then we realized that they did the whole Netflix split of here's the first few episodes and now here's and this yeah, probably well, I, the, a couple of days ago I think or uh, yesterday maybe. yesterday yeah. there you go that the all of the you know the last the, half of the, the season last came out. half of the last season came out super excited to check that out because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was ending ending mm-hmm. and this is indeed yep. the final season this is end, this so end. so My that's it there you go there and go. this is a show that I really really want to see how it ends yes uh, it could be great. Um, they, you know, I, I'm first half to... was good. Okay. Go, yeah. oh, you watched the first half. Yeah. yeah. I, I sort of was just like, I'm going to wait till it's all out there Yeah. and, and blitz through it. Um, but yeah, in terms of what I'm looking forward to stuff, we're very likely to cover in the near future and of Bojack, uh, next season of Mrs. Maisel. Um, I don't know if I've really watched anything else outside of that, to be honest. Um, a little bit of, Brooklyn Nine Nine, slowly catching up with that. Yeah. Um. Way, way far, super far behind. But, um. Yeah. I. It's really just been. Uh, it's really just been the shows that we are covering. Yes. So I don't know. Whatever you. Yeah, I mean that. Documents. That's kind of similar for me. It yeah. shows I've been watching shows that will probably be covering in the, in right. the future. Sex Education season two. Yeah, I've been meaning to check out the yeah. new season of yeah. that. Good place final season of that oh, i really am looking forward to that one too um i i guess the i don't think we've done it before and this might be the final season i don't know but grace and frankie yeah yeah we haven't done that we one. haven't done that one yeah i i didn't think so uh yes yeah, so i'm continuing to enjoy that and uh they keep throwing kind Very of good new things new yeah. plot points at that so that's mm-hmm. that's fun yeah. um what else have i been watching uh Oh, I've started rewatching Mad Men. Oh, there you go. As as something just to kind of fill a little bit of yeah space. Sometimes yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of like I feel like watching like an hour long drama. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and I don't know. I just didn't have one of those. There you go. Um, Mad Men fits that bill. And I was off sick a couple of days last week, and oh. I like watched in basically the entire first season <laughs> of Mad Men. <laughs> Um, Got a lot of Don Draper, did you? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. continue to enjoy that. That's a great rewatch. Mm-hmm. I love that series. Yeah. I and uh, speaking so. of rewatches, I guess I'll throw in this, which I think I've thrown in last time too. I'm very slowly making my way the fourth time, probably through The Office, um, mm-hmm. with that watch along podcast that was started by by Jenna Fisher and Angela and Angela Kinsey. Oh, nice. Um, so you know that's that's a rewatch that I think we can both agree is a fun rewatch that we have probably done a few times and know a few people who've done countless times. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only other thing really for me. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Same here. 
Okay. All right. With that said, this would conclude uh, episode 24 of Screens and Streams. Um, Hopefully next time, this is a program that you will be able to stream onto your screen. We'll (laughs) try our best to get that set up. Uh, Things got a little wonky, a little hairy this morning when we were trying to figure everything out. But, uh, you know. Um, technology what can you do hey at the end of the day you're still gonna get an audio podcast as soon as it's edited which is god knows when um i'm gonna try for tomorrow i know that's like crazy but, yeah but uh, i really need to like band it off <laughs> i really need to sit down with you well when we have a proper recording because we're not even doing this through our usual software um but i really need to sit down with you and just get the lay of the land of, of how to do it so that we can actually alternate because yes. i feel bad tristan's been editing all of these episodes um, hey, you've been providing the recording location for I, all of them. You know, I mean, <laughs> do what we can, I guess. But uh, yeah, so maybe we can make that process a little smoother and, and get them up quicker. But with the whole streaming thing, you can watch it live. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if we can get that set up. Um, to wrap things up, screens and streams can be frowned, fa- found <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, the handle is screens and streams. Uh, that is at screens, letter N, streams. The email is the very same. It's screensnstreams at gmail.com. We'll have to find our way back into that email yes. after losing the password, <laughs> which is one of the things that happened this Side morning. Side hack it. Um, so, yeah. Expect a delay in response if you send us an email. Yeah, exactly. While we try and figure out how well, to recover so our we'll password. Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, real professional operation we got going on here, yep, folks. Yep, yep. Um, there is a Dropbox with all archived episodes, which should be available as a link in the description of each episode. Um, the last two or three will always be available on SoundCloud and uh, whatever podcast service you may use. Uh, and I think that about covers it. See you <laughs> next time. See you next time. See you on episode 25 when we celebrate a quarter of a century. Right? It, I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been going it on for years. 25 years. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's my brain on stupidity. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Screens and Streams. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>